Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. If you were not watching the PGA Tour playoff yesterday at the FedEx Cup St. Jude event, opening playoff events, man, I feel bad for you. Golf gods were smiling down on us. That was. I, I mean, the last two playoffs have produced some pretty spectacular playoffs. Last year at the BMW, which is the event coming up this week, this uh, this week, and it's it's rotates right, so it's at a different golf course th- this year than it was last year for the BMW. But you had that what was it six or seven hole playoff? Seven between um, Bryson DeChambeau and Cantlay. Patrick Cantlay, yeah. where they and. and I mean, they were topping one each other, you know? Like, when Cantley's stuffing it inside Bryson on that par three, and it's just, you know, Bryson's getting up and down from crazy parts on 18 up the hill. It was a crazy playoff. Yesterday, 18, man, I'll tell you what. 18 at TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee, host of this event. I want no part of that hole. I want zero parts of that hole. Nothing. I want nothing to do with I it. I felt like Mito Pereira, and I didn't even take a golf swing. Like That, that was a terrifying <laughs> tee shot. So if you weren't watching, it's it's a pretty sharp dog leg left. You know, and, and you think of closing holes, and you think of TPC Sawgrass, site of the Players' Championship, where Justin Thomas, two years ago when he won, like almost overhooked a five wood, somehow got a straight hop and it stays in. So you've got water all up the left. But there, it's a lot more gradual. It's not just this sharp dog leg where, oh, by the way, if you hit it through the dog leg, there's bunkers. Or if you're jacked up and you really hit it through the dog leg, hit off a cart path, there's potentially out of bounds Will Zalatoris, which he hit a tree and it somehow stayed in. So this is an incredibly tough golf hole. Water all up the left, sharp dog leg around the water. If you want to hit driver, you can, but a lot of guys just didn't. Will Zalatoris decided to hit driver, put himself in an okay spot in the first playoff hole. Second playoff hole, as I mentioned, just pumped it through the dog leg, ended up in some trees. Yeah, juices were flowing there. And Sepp Straka. All he's got to do, if he puts it in the fairway, you're feeling good. I mean, Zalatoris ended up making four anyway, but Sepp, like, I don't know how his ball stayed up. Hits it too far left with a three-wood that he tried to draw and, and kind of play the shape of the hole. Somehow stays up. Thinking about playing a shot with one shoe off. He's rolling up his pant leg. He's taking off the shoe, taking off the sock. Ultimately decides to take a drop at 152. Stuffs it. And, and then they... Oh, man. The, the, the par three playoff hole was even more bonkers than that. There was like some somebody from the upside-down world like pushing the balls in play off those rocks because it made zero sense how some of these golf balls were staying in bounds. So... I mean, it's not an island green, like a peninsula green. I'm not quite... I mean, but there's uh, I water. I would call that an island yeah, green. Yeah, okay. So, island green, par three 11th hole. Will Zalatoris pushes it a little right, a little short, 
kind of that little, you know, everybody's had that miss where you, you know, just kind of gets too high up in the air, starts cutting just a little bit, and it doesn't go as far as you want. A little push. One hit off the rocks. Two hit off the rocks. And somehow wedges itself. No, no. It bounced eight times. Eight times? Eight times total on the rocks. And somehow wedges itself between the rocks and the sod of, of, it wasn't the green, it was there's some rough before you got to the green, but that's where it's at. And you can see the ball. So then what does Sep do? Rinses it. <laughs> and, and It he, was like the most dramatic playoff. Oh. Not even positive shots, just it was, it was like watching a car crash in slow motion. That's, that's what it felt like, but it was incredible. Incredible television. It was, and, and because there is something on the line with the FedEx Cup playoffs, even though we're not big fans of it, like it's meaningful golf, and yeah. you can tell how much it means to these guys, especially a guy who's looking for his first win. And Will yeah. Zalatoris been knocking on the door well, for two years, and Sep hasn't been playing well. Sep won the Honda earlier this year, and he's somebody that even before the defections of a lot of the European Tour players to live, I mean, he's probably going to be somebody who is on the upcoming Ryder Cup team. You know, he's 28, 29 years old. He's playing some good golf, has the win. He's certainly somebody. He's Austrian. He's got a chance to be, I think, a European Ryder Cup player. Just be, I mean, even if Liv didn't come along, I mean, Ian Poulter and Lee Westwood, they were kind of aging themselves out of the Ryder Cup anyway. This would be part of the new wave of young talent coming into the Ryder Cup for Team Europe. And he's looking to verify that win. Yeah, you know, so you're looking to back up that win. Hadn't been playing that well. You, you kind of find something throughout the course of this week. So you kind of felt bad for him because when when you win with a bogey on a par three, but yeah. it was still a hell of a bogey. Like it was a great four. Can I say that it was a great four? Yeah, I kind of felt cheated as a golf fan though that we didn't at least get to see Zalatoris try it. Like. Everyday golfers were 100% trying that oh. shot because we're too lazy to walk back to the drop area. But like. No, Just that, to say we tried. Well, that's that's one of them where you're like, all right, guys, like I'm going to go play this shot, but like I'm here. This doesn't <laughs> count. I just want to see what's going to happen. Like, I, we, I, that's why I felt cheated. I, yeah. I feel like Will should have had the ability just for showmanship on television to be like, guys, I'm going to take the drop. doesn't matter what happens here, but let me just try to hit this with the hosel of my wedge or putter. I don't even know what, what I don't he know how do. he would have. His so, ball was half halfway buried between the rock and the sod. So, when you initially saw the ball, you kind of saw that the ball was a little bit below what the actual surface of the sod and grass would be. When you saw it from the camera angle of the tee box, when you saw from that angle, you know, 150, 60, whatever yards away... And you see that it's sitting there. You go, okay, he, he actually might be able to play that. Yeah. I don't know how NBC got the camera angle, but perfectly on the side, just so you could see the difference between the level of the rock and the level of the actual playing surface. It was significant. I, I don't know how he would have actually hit that ball and got it with any forward momentum. Chances are it sticks in the side and then he's screwed. But I understand what he was doing because if he just is able to hit it, Three feet. Well, he's going to win a golf tournament because he's he's definitely going to make. Four. It makes you wonder what his decision would be if Sep was on the green putting for birdie. Like you got you got to go for it. Oh like yeah, he, he hits like, that shot. He if knows Sepp, that Sep is yeah. already wet. Hit his next into the bunker, so he's yeah. already he's lying four in well, the bunker. And then 
Sep like was even yeah. Sep was away, so Sep had to hit the bunker shot before Will even made a decision because yeah. he was still and he away. He got it to like four or five, so yeah. Will's thinking, and, all right, he's probably that uh, he's in for five. He's in for five because Sep's rocking, man. <laughs> this guy was nails from six feet. The, so is Will. Like what? He was putting on a putting clinic. Willie Z was like. It it was it was awesome golf those those final four holes including the playoff holes. I mean he made some putts and he made them from the distance that hasn't been the issue. The issue for him has been four to eight feet and he was still good enough from four to eight feet in Where this he does tournament. That little, that little figure eight putt, <sighs> the, the, the handsy. <laughs> I just gives me the shimmiest even thinking about that. But from like ten feet, I mean he's been it, the, the putting stroke just looks. It's clearly a mental thing, right? Yeah. It just he gets a little bit closer and who amongst us. You know, you get to four feet and you think you should make it and you make a terrible stroke at it. It's happened to us all. But from 10, 15 feet, the guy's rolled in some clutch putts in his career. I mean, he he almost made the putt at the country club for the U.S. Open to send it to a playoff. And so he was really close there against Fitzpatrick. And that was a really good stroke. You know, it's just when you get to that four, five, six feet range where yeah. things can get a little, little dicey for him. But Sepp, on the first playoff hole... After Will's, I mean, you know, after he's, he's got a good look, and Zalatoris was behind him, got a decent read on, on Zalatoris, who had tapped in for his par. He ran that first putt. Oh, he, six, he blew it by. What, but he had been doing that all tournament. He was just feeling it like the ultimate aggressive player. Like, well, the only way I win this tournament is if I get the ball to the hole. So he made sure he got the ball to the hole and raced it six feet by. I mean, that is 100% a putt I'm missing coming back. I mean, it, it, it for the everyday golfer. They made those six foot putts look like they were six inches away from the cup. And if it you, was an unbelievable display. If there's anything you can learn, and, and I mean, six feet is a lot. And, but I think the one thing to learn if you're an everyday player, and I was actually having a conversation um, with one of the people I was playing with today at an outing up at Brown Deer about how, like, the, the difference a lot of times between a mid handicapper and a low handicapper is the confidence on, I mean, this would be two to three. That was double this, yeah. right? Like, So if you're a lower handicap golfer, you're probably going to get the ball to the hole. And if you're confident from two, three feet, you don't care if you run it two, three feet past because you'd rather do that than leave it a foot short. Yep. Because foot short has zero chance of going in. So if you're comfortable hitting those comebackers, you know, you're, you're making more putts, A, because you're getting it to the hole, and B, you have that confidence to make you know those three to, two to three footers. But to have the confidence from six feet after running it by, and this is to extend, you know, this is to extend the playoff, and he just, like, yeah. it was no big deal. Yeah, like, no it was thing. no big deal. Like, you and I would hit a six-inch tap-in. He's just, yep, this is good. Let's go back and uh, play 18 again. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the emotion we saw out of Willie Z. Like, I, I've watched him a lot because he's been on the big stage in a lot of really big tournaments. I mean, the Masters last year, the PGA, the U.S. Open this year, Farmers, he was in a playoff as well. For him to make that putt on 18 and pull the Steph Curry, what are they going to say now? But here's the problem, man. Who's been doubting Will Zalatoris? Everybody is saying he's so good he's going to win eventually. I know, but his, but the knock has always been his putting. So he's saying, what are they going to say now? I'm rolling this sucker in, and he wins in a playoff. That was that was like ballsy. I loved yeah, it. I that mean, was great look, emotion, man. I, I love the emotion, and but I just kind of feel this is one of those. I, I feel Will Zalatoris is pretty beloved by the golf community. I don't know a lot of people are just, oh, yeah, this guy's never going to win because of his putting. Like, no, he's good enough that even though the putting's suspect, he's still going to win. It's like JT, though. Like we JT had 
struggled to win the big event for a long time. But he still showed that emotion that was endearing and fun, and he had that entertainment showmanship to him. Like, I saw a little of that in Zalatoris yesterday. Yeah. That was kind of refreshing and fun and good for the game. I mean, in fairness... The night before Justin Thomas won the PGA, Kevin Van Velkenberg of ESPN had wrote a piece about how Rory and JT really didn't weren't showing up at the big time events anymore. And it's, then JT goes out and yeah. comes from six behind to win the PGA to pretty much, you know, tell him he's got two words for him, DX style. So it was it was fun yesterday. That's that's the part of the PGA tour playoffs that I like. That this clearly means something. The stakes are a little bit higher, even if it's, you know, I mean, Will Zalatoris is getting to be one of the bigger names on tour because of everything he's done. You know, he's as big as a star, I think, that you could have been without winning. Yeah. You know, I would say his name was bigger than Scotty Scheffler's last year before Scotty made the, the Ryder Cup team. And I, I would say they were in a similar spot and then Scotty, you know, rattled off six million wins this, this you know, earlier this year. So he was about as big of a star as you could be without winning. Sepp is already somebody who won and just to have that type of playoff is fantastic. That's the part of the PGA Tour playoffs system that I like is that you get, the, it, it's a little manufactured, but you get something that's clearly meaningful to these guys. And it felt like, as I said at the top of the show, it felt like the golf gods were really smiling down with this one because watching the tournament this weekend, like Spawn and Straka aren't really going to move the needle for the PGA Tour in a time where they need the needle to be moved. Yeah. And to have somebody like Zalatoris, you know, after shooting 71 on the first day, to come out there and finish with rounds of 63, 65, 66 to come and win this event. I mean, he is probably, he, he without question, is the best golfer who hadn't won yet on the PGA Tour. So for him to go out there and win, win on a time where Cam Smith stole the headlines, and I know we'll get to him more later, leading into the event about the fact that he's going to be joining Liv, even though he says, I'm not going to address it at this time. Um, this was a big weekend for the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan, and I have to imagine that Jay is smiling after seeing one of the youngest shining stars win, win in a playoff where their biggest argument for the PGA Tour is legacy and competition, and they got both of those you know, in this type of event with the FedEx Cup to make this part of the season relevant because that was also one of the big question marks, Gabe, that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks was can the FedEx Cup and the end of the PGA Tour season be relevant as Liv is going to play into October? But here's my problem with the FedEx Cup. Sepp Straka. Sepp's a good player. Won earlier this year. Here are his events since the U.S. Open. U.S. Open cut. Travelers, cut. Genesis, Scottish Open, cut. Open Championship, cut. Rocket Mortgage, Mortgage, classic, cut. Wyndham Championship, cut. (laughs) He is now top 10 in the FedEx Cup after finishing second. He is ahead of Rory McIlroy, who is number nine. How many events have they both played in this year? (sighs) Rory has played in 14 events. Sepstrock has played in 31 yeah, but I think he got cut in like 16 of them. Like he got cut Fortnite. Sanderson's <laughs> You miss 100% one, two, of the shots three, you don't take. I mean, four, it, five. 
Six. If they 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 want seven, they want eight, the superstars to play in events. Nine, I mean, Rory, ten, Rory's 11, played 12, in, 13. Yeah, he got cut fourteen times. It's so a, he's it's played more, thirty-one events. It's but more only, a credit to Rory that he's top ten <laughs> playing fourteen events than it is to Sep playing thirty-one. Well, uh, when you're top ten in all four majors, that yeah. kind of helps the uh, the case for Rory McIlroy, especially with all those points that you get for the major championships. But. Man, missing 14 cuts. I know he's played so many events that just doesn't seem like somebody who should be top 10, but that's the system. If we're having this conversation in two weeks about Sepp Straka holding up the FedEx Cup trophy, then that warrants a little concern. But we got two weeks left. I I imagine a big name is going to end up winning in the end. Although I was reading after the first, the the great opening for Ricky Fowler, who is not going to be advancing after making a nine. nine. He made a nine (laughs) on 18. That was Um, tough. Uh, you know, after he got off to his hot start, I was rooting for him to win and then go on to win the FedEx Cup playoffs just to, again, show how ridiculous it is. On the T's opening segment brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. We're going to be talking about a big championship coming up in the county. Maybe you're unaware of it, but you should be signing up for it. We'll tell you why. Come up next on the T. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. The Arnold Walker Milwaukee County Championship is coming up at Brown Deer Park Golf Course. And why wouldn't it be at Brown Deer Park Golf Course? Just a gem of the county system. And we are going to talk a little bit about that with Bob Freuk, who joins us from the MCPLA, who puts on that event. Bob, thank you so much for joining on the T. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So what can you tell us uh, first about the history and, and everything about the Arnold Walker Milwaukee County Championship? Well, this is the 63rd year for the Arnold Walker. Um, we named it Arnold Walker about 10, 15 years ago. Uh, it used to just be called the Milwaukee County Championship, but Arnold Walker was so instrumental in uh, bringing public links to the uh, county park system that uh, when I took over as tournament director, we thought it would be a good idea to put his name on there. Um, so, like I said, 63 years. We've it used to travel around the county, and for the last five years, and and for the foreseeable future, it's going to be at Brown Deer Park because that is the premier course of the county. So anybody can sign up for this, right? It, 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 county residents? Anybody, right. Anybody with a, uh, an official handicap, uh, they don't have to be a county resident. They can. I've had guys that live in Illinois. I've had a, a college kid that went to school in South Carolina. As long as you have an official handicap, you can enter. Uh, but in, in this ends up being flighted, right? Yeah, there's four, four flights. Uh, with the the first three being scratched within the flight, and then the highest flight is uh, the we use a net because the handicaps is pretty pretty wide in that bracket. Can you tell us what the brackets are again? As we talk with Bob Froick, talking about the Arnold Walker Milwaukee County Championship coming up at Brown Deer August twenty seventh through August twenty twenty eighth. It is a two day tournament. What are the flights? Uh, we have the championship flight, which and we, we try and break it up into four even flights, but they usually go handicap-wise from uh, up to about four for the championship, and then it's usually about five to eight, um, nine to about 13, and then 14 and above. Uh, how can somebody sign up for the Arnold Walker Milwaukee County Championship? Yeah, so you go to mke.golf, 
and that's the county website. And on there, there will be a link to the Arnold Walker uh, page, and you can go on there, get signed up, put your credit card in, and uh, get entered in. I, I, I it, we're on late notice tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night is the deadline uh, because the tournament is um, the 27th and 28th. Uh, but yeah, if anyone is interested, the information is on our website. Yeah, please go to it and take a look. Typically, uh, what is one some of these? Uh, I mean, what do you get if you play in it? What do you get if you win? Well, the winners get a, a nice trophy, uh, and and there's some cash. Well, gift certificates you can't pay out cash. Gift <laughs> certificates, uh, <laughs> and there is a, a really nice trophy in the Brown Deer Clubhouse with all the winners for the past, I think, all of, all of the years uh, listed in there. Um, you know, so it's, it's it typically, you know, in the championship flight, you gotta, you got to shoot, you know, par or under. Um, and then the rest of them, you know, you, you, you need to play pretty good golf. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can attest to that. I've, I've played in it once, Bob. I couldn't play in it last year because I had some work obligations the weekend that this was, but I'm already signed up for it. I am looking forward to it. It's going to be a fantastic event. Uh, again, go to mke.golf. There'll be a link there to sign up for the Allnard Walker Milwaukee County Championship. As long as you have a handicap, you can sign up at mke.golf, but you have to do so before Wednesday. Bob, we appreciate the time and uh, shining some light on the Arnold Walker Milwaukee County Championship. Well, thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you in the tournament. Yeah, Bob Froyk, he is the tournament director of the Arnold Walker Milwaukee County Championship. And what makes it a little bit different, Stephen, is it's a two-day tournament. It's a two-day event, which I really enjoy. Um, so, you know, you got to go out there and you got to play two good rounds of golf. I think a lot of people go out there and play one, but can you back it up the next day? And that's what you have to do in order to win an event like this. I'm going to put my money on Gabe Neitzel. You should I, 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 I don't. Bet against Gabe at, at Brown Deer. So here's the problem. I mean, you, you got your eyes closed out there. You know the yardages. Here's the problem, pal. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a new driver because I cracked the face of my driver yesterday. Just hitting bombs. I, I, I just, like, so I'm I'm warming up on the range. We had our own two-day event out at Brown Deer, and we had a, a later tee time. We did pretty well the first day. Didn't do well yesterday. Finished it, in, I think, tied for 10th. Um, but I'm on the range. And it's about uh, 9.20 or so. Our tee time's 10.06. And I hit a drive and just kind of tumbles out of the air. Like, it's kind of weird. I had like knuckleball? Yeah, it looked like it was just like a, top, like, like a tennis player hitting a top, like a top spin forehand. Just goes up and just dives straight out of the air. I'm like, it's kind of weird. Whatever. Hit the next one and it sounded weird. And I looked down and sure enough, face, uh, don't need to name the company, I suppose. <laughs> I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but... Apparently it happens, uh, so popped right off, and so I ran into, and, and I told Andy Barrett this, who uh, is, is still helping out at Brown Deer before he heads over to X-Golf in, at American Family Field. Uh, I blamed him because I ran into the, the pro shop at Brown Deer. All right, what do you guys have for demos? Do you have no left-handed demo heads that I could just Ooh, like, throw tough. in the shaft? Life of a lefty, it's tough, man. So I had to jump in my car may or may not have obeyed all the rules of the road to get back to my house, grab a backup driver, and get back to Brown Deer on time. Wow. But I'm, I'm now experimenting with a couple of different things because I probably need a heavier driver shaft than what I had been using, and I had a heavier you shaft. You hit the other driver great. Yeah. Um, I think I just need something a little bit heavier. Okay. 
So I, I want that shaft. I just it's, it's a long story. We don't need to bore people with that. But we're, we're experimenting with drivers now. Not great, uh, considering the uh, Arnold Walker Milwaukee County Championship is just 12 days away. Well, the nice thing for you is that you can still hit a four iron longer than I can hit a driver. So that, that'll be good for your tournament play out of Brown Deer. Yeah, that is that is going to be certainly one of those good things. Um, Cam Smith. Ah. <sighs> As much Mate, as, God, I, I just I want to like the guy so much. He's I, so likable. So I I'm I'm actually wearing my I, I wanted to make sure when I was in Scotland that I had something that said St Andrews 150th Open because I got to play it before about yeah. two months before. But now every time I look at this shirt, I'm going to think of Cam Smith, which would be a good memory because it was a great final day. Yeah. Like the final day of the British Open at St. Andrews. Rory leading. Yes, that was the guy I was rooting for, but there were two guys who played some damn good golf. Cam party of two, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, unbelievable that what Cam Smith and Cam Young did, and it was such a fun day, and now Cam Smith just wants to ruin it by going to live. <sighs> I'm just going to choose to like the Cam Smith that uh, taught me that you can chug two beers out of the the claret. Look, and no, I, it's it's unfortunate. It's it's uh, but another big name. It's it, it's it's the biggest name. It it's in, the in biggest terms, it's the biggest I, I name say because it's the biggest name. It's the it's, most it's the su- best player they've gotten. Would you say most surprising? Because I would. So it's not surprising because this has been rumored since the British Open, and I get it. This is where the PGA Tour has failed. This is where the PGA Tour needs to have the strategic alliance with the European Tour and become more worldwide. Australia has produced some really damn good golfers. Greg Norman's on that list, even if he really annoys a lot of people for things he did and now things he continues to do with Liv. But Jason Day was number one in the world, won a major championship in this state up at Whistling Strait. Adam Scott is a major champion. Probably should be a two-time major champ. Um, you have now. Now you have Cam Smith. Mark Leishman's a really good player off that continent as well. He hasn't won a major, but he's been really good. They've produced quality golfers for the most part. Outside of the Presidents Cup that they had there in 2018, right? It was 18. No, 19. 19. 2019. Yep. The Presidents Cup they had there in late 2019, where Tiger was the captain. That country has been largely ignored by the PGA Tour. So if the, if Liv comes to these guys and they're saying, hey, two to three, we're going to have two to three events in your country as part of our 14-event worldwide tour, and we're going to give you $100 million. And, oh, by the way, if you're Cam Smith, you now have exemptions into all these majors, so you don't have to worry about how am I going to get in if I'm not getting world ranking points because I have this exemption. I, I hate to say it, but I get why Cam would do it. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like he's on a different trajectory than a lot of those other names that have jumped in that age group. Like Cam is going to win a lot of tournaments, and he might win a couple of majors. He's that good. Yeah, but I don't know what. I just don't know what the long play is with Liv here. I for a guy like what? Cam Smith. I mean, I get I get the short term gain. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge gain, right? Like that. That's why people are making this jump. But. But for him, he's going to make $100 million potentially playing golf professionally in his life. Sure, but if you can get that up front. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I'm just talking about, I, I don't know. I Because in, let's say by the time some of these exemptions run out on him, and he's, I mean, he's exempt for the next, you know, to, until he's 60 at, at the British, and I think most of the other ones are five years. 
by the time those pop up and expire, live in the PGA Tour going to have this thing figured out. Yeah, but we, I mean, this is a whole other animal, but the lawsuits you know, that we found out this past week with a couple of guys who were trying to get back on the PGA Tour for the FedEx Cup that were denied that, I mean, where that goes is a huge next step for guys like Cam Smith who might want to play in both and have the opportunity. But you're right. I mean, Cam is a prime example of somebody who went out, won a major, got his exemptions, is not saying anything right now because he knows that he can still potentially win another 10 mil because he's currently third in the FedEx Cup even without playing this weekend because yeah. he's injured, he'll still probably be in the top 10, top 15. He's a good enough player that he can chase that that top guy and potentially win at East Lake, yeah, I mean, knowing that he's going to live when the 72nd or beyond hole ends. I mean, if, if he's top 10, I think he's like only four or five shots behind, and he's got four days to make that up. That's nothing. He chased Owen Rory when he was down by four at St. Andrews. Yeah, That's nothing for a guy like that. Uh I do have one thought about those lawsuits that I want to share, and I'll share those coming up next. But first, got to tell you, uh, golf weather obviously is here in the state of Wisconsin. It was beautiful out there today, and there is still plenty of beautiful weather left to play golf outside in Wisconsin. So if you are looking for a great place to play golf, Fairways of Woodside in Sussex, it's the place to go. I love the golf course. It's a fun golf course to play. But the atmosphere is what separates Fairways of Woodside. The team out there is going to make sure you have a good time. They want to make sure golf is fun because that's what golf is supposed to be. We're passionate about it. We don't want to take ourselves too seriously. We don't want to be stuffy. It's why I'm wearing pants that have a crossword puzzle with a bunch of golf words on you them. You sure today. are. Yeah. People love these pants, by the way. And they would fit in at Fairways of Woodside. Everybody fits in at Fairways of Woodside because you're looking to have a good time while playing golf. Check them out online, fairwaysofwoodside.com. Some thoughts on the Live and PGA Tour lawsuits. Coming up next on the Tee. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Yo, my method for my musical madness Move and motivate those with musical talents Uh a little bit later than usual, we had a guest. Again, Rob Freuk was talking about the Arnold Walker Milwaukee County Championship. Go to mke.golf to sign up. You only have two more days, but if you have a handicap, doesn't matter where you are. If you can get here and you want to play Brown Deer Park Golf Course back-to-back days in a championship golf setting, and they fly, and they flight it. Don't worry, you know. So they have a championship A, B, and C flight. Go ahead, go to mke.golf and sign up today. But it is time. Talk about all about the drive, courtesy of our friends at Ewald Automotive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. Am I a loser if I paid attention to a temporary restraining order hearing happening in the state of California for two hours last week? Yes. <laughs> like I I caught the cliff notes, but I, I was not gonna Oh, I was fully invested. If there for was all video involved, I, I Oh there was. You could you could have you could have uh, if you there were some places that were tweeting it out. I think um, Shotgun Start tweeted out the link they had found it. Oh. Um, so I you only saw the audio links. Yeah, you had access I, to like the Zoom link. 
No, I, I could. I'm, I'm glad I didn't know that. <laughs> I probably would have been tempted for the sake of being knowledgeable on this show, but uh, so I can always hide behind the fact that oh, this is for work. I got to do this for work. I host a golf show. I got to be knowledgeable. I got to know what happened. And it seemed like it was buffoonery to the highest level, and we found out a lot of things about both sides. I'm going to tell you this right now. There are a lot of idiots on both sides of this thing, and a lot of this is going to come to light during the discovery phase of this, because the trial date has been set for next August, so we have a year of this clown show. I, I, I don't know how you let it slip that some of these contracts for live guys, the guaranteed upfront money, the money you win counts against that. Which was, by the way, a report that Brandel Chambly had, and it was quickly shot down by Brooks Kepka. but turns out that report from Brandel was right, because his lawyer just said it in front of everybody to hear. So that's the thing. Like, I hate live because it's splitting the golf world. Yeah, we're all losing. And we're still going to end up losing because there are going to be guys like Cam that make the jump while all of this is still going on, and there are going to be more players that make the jump, and they pretty much have their 48 lined up for next year. But there are going to be some entertaining moments along the way, and I'm going to tell you that right now because there are I guarantee there have been some really bad missteps by people on the PJ Tour and people by Live that have sent some pro- probably some really dumb emails. I'm looking mostly at Greg Norman. I'm guessing that Greg Norman, when this thing is all said and done, isn't going to be the face of Live Golf, and they're going to fire him and replace him with someone else. So there are going to be some entertainment mo- entertaining moments, and I'm really hoping that this kind of makes it all worth it. Because, again, the splintered golf world certainly isn't. There's nothing positive about where we're at right now. Nobody can predict the future. And maybe how Liv and PGA will be able to work this out for the greater good of golf. Because that's really all that matters, right? Is the entertainment value and the future of the sport and growing the game. Both sides believe they're growing the game in different ways. Now, Liv is not growing the game at all, period. I'm just telling you, I, I, I'm telling you, what they are saying is still growing yeah. the game because it's more international, it's more worldwide, it's more opportunities for players to play in well, different places. They also said that one of the reasons to sign there is because you don't have to play as much, and now they're suing the PGA Tour in order to play more, so can't make it make sense. Yes. <laughs> I'm not defending them. You know my thoughts on I, yeah. Liv. I just... <sighs> I, I worry about the headache. I worry about the exhaustion that it will cause the guys who are loyal and are sticking it out with the PGA Tour because my my I keep going back to this about live players. What's the end goal in a few years when their contracts run out? Like, what is your play if you're Cam Smith and you're in your mid-20s and you signed a five-year contract? Your golf career could go for another 20 years. And if it's not on live, it's likely not on the PGA Tour. And, so I, and, and, and that's, that's what I'm fascinated by. Money is a whole separate argument, and I know that money is driving the decisions right now. But what's the end goal for the guys that are going to live? And that, yeah. that's, what, that's what I keep coming back to, and I, I don't know the answer. I don't think they know the answer. And I think that legally it's going to be decided for them what that end goal is going to be because my gut tells me it's not their desire to compete 
And that's what's disheartening for me as a golf fan is they've thrown that out the window at this point. Oh, then live, live golf. Their their whole thing of wanting to coexist with the PGA Tour is BS. Yeah, because they want to overtake the PGA Tour. Yeah, they want to be the preeminent tour and make the PGA Tour a feeder system. That's what they want to do. Depends how they argue that legally is really what it's going to come oh, down to because maybe. you know neither side wants to be seen as a monopoly, right? Correct. And that mm-hmm. that's the legal aspect of this. Um, but this I, this is what it had to feel like if you are a football fan in the '80s when the USL when the USFL came along, and like you're probably wondering, oh, I wonder what Reggie White looks like in the NFL or Steve Young or Jim Kelly, some of these guys that played in the USFL before. The USFL blew up and all those guys ended up in the NFL anyway. Yeah. I mean, my, my hope is honestly that these guys who are making the jump right now become the butt of the joke and that we can just ride on the the Rory JT, the success stories of Zalatoris and Finau and Homa and, you know, those guys who continue to be the good guys that are good for the game and have the right priorities in check because... We don't talk enough about how much these guys already make. <laughs> and and they're not slumming it. And that that's I, I think as a as a golf fan it's hard to get beyond that. Yeah, no it, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. It's just if somebody told me I could make 100 million dollars tomorrow by signing something I sure as hell would look at that piece of paper yeah. and, and give it thought. You're not a human if you think otherwise. Yeah, I get it. But you know, what's I, the end goal and what gives you happiness is what I still can't wrap my head around with the live players. And, and I'm starting to feel bad for guys like JT. Like he's clearly exhausted from having to answer questions because you yeah. got to answer it every time that somebody makes the jump. I, I guess after the FedEx Cup, and, and the, the lawsuit said as much here, that they've got all 48 guys. They've got those guys locked in for next year. So after the FedEx Cup, I'm hoping all they, they have that all set. And nobody has to answer any more questions about it necessarily. Because they have the 48 that are going to be playing in live in 2023. And now you don't have to bombard JT and yeah. and Rory with the questions. Because you have to ask them. Like, JT said he was bothered about it. But a, like, he was at a wedding, a friend's wedding. And somebody came up to him and went, hey, so what about this live stuff? Huh? Yeah. Everywhere he goes, it's it's the biggest talking point in all of sports. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody knows what it's going to look like, and that's terrifying. And I think it's terrifying for the faces of golf as well. And it's yeah. exhausting. And they're just going to try and save the sport. I mean, I wonder what we're going to be doing ten years from now, looking back on what this period is. Who knows? It's terrifying. I, I'm with JT though. I'm starting to get sick of it. Uh, we do have to make some picks for the upcoming PGA Tour FedEx Cup playoff event, the BMW, which is happening in Delaware, which I've got some thoughts I'm going to share. It's a beautiful Delaware. golf course. Yeah, but Delaware's getting a PGA Tour event. Have you seen the great golf courses we have in this state? Delaware's getting a PGA Tour event. We got nothing? Come on. I won't defend that. I mean, I'm, I'm a Delaware. Philly guy. Uh, you know, Delaware is a bottom feeder, man. <laughs> All right. Glad we're on the same page there. It is, it is a beautiful golf course. <laughs> I mean, look, am I going to grant you that? Yes. However, it's still located in Delaware. We've got beautiful golf courses here too, pal. Go Blue Hens. <laughs> My sister's a Blue Hen. My mom's a Blue Hen. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, so you just trashing Delaware even though you've got My family connections? My wife was a Blue Hen. My father-in-law is a Blue Hen. A lot of Blue Hen ties in my in my blood. 
Am I going to have to apologize to David Gruber after I make my one call? That's all pick for ripping on Delaware. Yes. Oh, damn it. Rated a top five Palmer course in the United States. It is the bug. Golfthebug.com is their website, of course. Host of the ESPN Milwaukee Open every year. Host of the Ringer event every year for the Mac Fun that Stephen and I love playing in. If you haven't been out there, you need to get out there. It's a challenging but playable golf courses, a golf course, I should say, in a beautiful natural setting in Sockville. There is a bog. That's why it's called the bog. You play around it, and, and it's a fun golf course. Again, you've got to hit some good shots. You walk away from the bog with a good score, you know you hit your ball well that day. Book your tee time. Golfthebog.com. We make our picks and talk about the Wisconsin State Open host course coming up next on the tee. The state in which he went to college. Uh, the Yeah, so it's going to be happening in Delaware, Delaware Wilmington Country Club. does look pretty cool for the BMW Championship. Who you got this week, Steven? Yeah, go Blue Hens. Um, it is hosting its first ever professional golf tournament. It's hosted a lot of amateur events. Um, but there is a little local flavor uh, to a guy who's going to be teeing up this weekend who has played that course. Do you happen to know that? Uh, I do not. Okay. I don't expect you to. The 2013 Palmer Cup came to uh, Wilmington Country Club. Saw a U.S. team led by Justin Thomas. Daniel Berger and Patrick Rogers. Ooh. They dominated Team Europe. 20 and a half points to 9.5. So I'm going to go with JT to rekindle some magic this weekend in Delaware. As my Gruber Law Office says, one call, that's all pick. Go Blue Hens. I have been doing so terrible in a lot of these picks. Like I feel like every time I make a pick, the guy misses the cut. So I'm debating who I want to you know, curse this week. Fortunately, they, there's no cut, right? Yeah, there is no cut. So now, you got that going for yeah, you. Yeah, they had, they had a cut this last week because they still had 125. So no cut with the top 70. Uh, I think I'm just going to keep picking Cam Young until he wins an event. Yeah, the Xander treatment. That's, yeah. that's what I... <laughs> just keep picking Cam Young even though he missed the cut this last week. Uh, he's still inside the top 15 of the, uh, of the FedEx Cup uh, playoff standings. He's going to get it done. We just got Willie Z. We can cross Willie Z off the list. And now I think hopefully this week we can cross off Cam Young off the list. Uh, exciting young player in the United States. All right, time to do a course review, courtesy of our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. Ozaki Country Club, up in Mequon. It is hosting the Wisconsin State Open, which began today. 72 stroke hole play, uh, stroke play tournament. They'll have a cut after tomorrow. Uh, currently... Three players are at four under par. Jordan Niebrugge, he was playing in this event uh, for the first time in a long time. He is just one shot back at three under. Hunter Icorn, standout from Marquette, at two under par. And big shout out to our friend from the Mac Fund who joined us last week, Mike Belowski. Yeah, Belo. Even par. Belo, even par, T13. Uh, it's a fun golf course to play. I, I played it uh, a couple of years ago for the first time, and I mean, first of all, I had no idea that that's where that golf course was. I had probably driven past it. Yeah, a handful of times up yeah. there in Mequon. Across the street from Homestead. Yeah, right across the street from Homestead. I've done a thousand games at Homestead High School, you know, broadcasting games up there. And sure enough, there's a golf course over there, and it's a fun one. It is uh, one of the more challenging golf courses in the area. I would put it up as 
the second best greens I've putted on among private courses Ooh. in the state. Number one is Pine Hills up in Sheboygan, which I still believe is why do you keep the, rubbing it in my face? Man? The best, the best golf course in the state, privately. Um, Ozaki is a gem. Uh, they, it's a beautiful layout. It's a tough golf course. The undulation is really difficult, and there are some greens on there. That you feel okay about three-putting on. Well, and because of those greens, it's not a course that... if When, when I play there, I can't just go, oh, I'm going to overpower this golf course. Like, there are golf courses where I'm okay, with my distance, I can over... No, you have to make sure you are in position yep. to be able to attack some of those greens. So it's more of a... And I think there are times where you can, you know, just get out driver if you're a long hitter and just go after it. But there are also times where you get to dial it back to make sure you're in the right spot to be able to attack those greens. It's pretty wide open off the tee gets really narrow around the greens. That's what I find about Ozaki. That second shot in is critical because you're it sets up your putt and you're usually dealing with some damage around the greens as well. Yeah, really hoping that uh, we get a good result there. Best of luck to everybody participating out there. This has been Well, next week we're on remote. Next week we're going to the home of Stephen Watson. Wisconsin Club. Yeah, baby. We'll be out there next week. This has been on the tee.